Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Project Dental Podcast. This week we dive into the hygiene gap and why it's important for your practice to calculate this. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and check us out on all major social medias. And we're rolling. Oh, we are? Yep. So do I do this again? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Project Dental Podcast. I'm here with Wally and Noah. The new crew. That's it, dude. Hang and then, and, and look, I think our next, uh, our next one, we're gonna bring Quinn in. Yeah, and we're I'll, actually gonna have a couple guests over the next few podcasts. So. We are. I know. I know. Darren was talking about yeah. he was gonna come in in December for us, uh, so we can talk about labs and technology. <clears throat> and then I, I really <clears throat> want to get Quinn in, and I would love to get you three guys here yeah. so that I can I can talk to the three of you because you're kind of the young guns in in this market, especially. Yeah. Um, young guns on, on this side of our industry and which is exciting for me having been around this long to, to see you guys coming in and coming up with that next generation of of doctors and, and learning this business so that you can, you know, you can be there to support them, uh, in all of these things that we talk about. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, like I've been able to do with the, you know, for the last, you know, 30 years. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we'll do that too. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, so. just a couple, you know, checklist things that we always hit. If you have any questions or want to hear a topic on the podcast, we have an email info at theprojectdental.com. Send me an email. I'll get back to you. I'm always checking it, so no worries there. Giveaway this month. We're targeting our oh hygienist. Hygienist. Man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So we're, it seems like we're, we didn't intend it that way necessarily, but yeah. we wound up putting a lot of things, uh, around hygiene this mm-hmm. month, uh, in November. And so, f- uh, for our equipment giveaway, we're actually giving away a profi handpiece. Yeah. Um, so a hygiene, a hygiene profi yeah. handpiece. Pairs up perfectly right after Halloween. You eat all that candy, go get your teeth cleaned. Yeah. Let's bet well. And after Thanksgiving too. And after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So. so having that covered. What are we going to talk about today? So, uh, yeah, so what I, I thought we'd talk about today uh, is hygiene gaps. Okay. And, you know, I get a lot of, I help a lot of offices identify what their hygiene gap is. Uh, and then a lot of people ask me, what is a hygiene gap? And so that's why I guess that's a good place to start yeah. is is what exactly is a hygiene gap? And so um, I, a hygiene gap, very simply, is uh, the number of patients that you have and, and uh how many hours it would take to service them versus how many you actually have available. And so um, just a 30,000 foot overview is the first thing we want to do in identifying a hygiene gap is we want to identify how many available hours do we have serviceable hygiene hours available in our practice. And we, we start looking at all the metrics that help us identify that. Uh, how many hygienists do we have uh, and how many days a week do they work? How many weeks out of the year is the practice open or do the hygienists work? Um, and how long does it take? Uh, f- how, how long do we as a practice uh, uh, designate for a new patient appointment? Uh, how much do for a, a recurring adult profi uh, and a uh, child profi? Uh, we look at um, all of those, all of these things we look, and then we start looking at how much do we charge for those things. 
And we put all of those items together uh, along with a few more. Uh, how many new patients do we pick up each month? Uh, what kind of attrition do we show? So, I mean, because every patient's going to, you know, people move and that kind of thing. So how many patients on average, uh, you know, do we lose? So that we can come up with this, how many available hours do we have for hygiene? Um, and then on the other hand over here, we look at what is our actual uh, what is our actual active patient count? Um, and in that case, we want to look at how many do we have? And a lot of times the, that number, just helping an office identify that number uh, can sometimes be eye-opening for them. Yeah. Uh, because uh, they'll look at how many numbers, uh, what, what kind of numbers do they have in their practice management software. Uh, but then when they start looking at how many have we seen, how many patients have we actually seen in the last 24 months or the last 36 months? Because those are the ones that are really active. I mean, if you haven't seen this patient in 10 years, that's not really an active patient. And so first we identify, then we go and we help them identify what are our active patients. Uh, and then we look at the percentages. What is the percentage of our uh, adult, what, what percentage of our patient base, uh, active patient base is adult, what percentage is uh, ch uh, child mm -hmm. or children. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, then we want to look at how many new patients do we bring on each month, uh, what is our attrition rate, uh, so we're adding to that. Because then we look at how many hours do we need to serve it. Once we identify what is our active patient base, uh, then we look at how many hours would it take to service what is our active patient base. And so then you have this number over here. What would it take to service them? And then how many do we actually have, how many active hygiene hours do we have available in a, in a year? And that difference between those two is the gap. That's our hygiene gap. And why is that significant? Because that, when you take the dollar amount that we figure up by what do we charge for uh, a child profi versus an adult profi versus a new patient, um, you know, because you're you're taking bite wings in a full mile series or a pan, and so all of those numbers we can ca that that gap represents a monetary value, and what we find a majority of the time, it when we walk offices through this and help them identify this hygiene gap is that they would not if they saw their entire active patient base on a regular six-month basis they don't have enough hygiene hours available to meet that demand okay mm -hmm. and so then the question, so now you've identified what the gap is, and now you see there's a monetary value associated with that. And in, in some cases, that is an extremely significant number. Mm -hmm. And we want to identify that because that's an easy way to add, you know, profit to the bottom line for a dental practice, just like an intraoral camera, right? And, and uh, I talk about intraoral cameras. That's an a very easy way, especially now that intraoral cameras have come down so much in price. I mean, it wasn't like the days when we used to pay five thousand dollars for an intraoral camera. Yeah. You know, now you now you've got them for you know five hundred dollars. Yeah. But uh, I mean, every hygienist uh, equipped properly with an intraoral camera can go in and and talk to that patient 
and help cl- uh, help increase that case acceptance percentage for that practice dramatically just by communicating with an intraoral uh, intra- camera and having four, five, six, seven, eight pictures up on the screen so that when the doctor comes in, they can reinforce what the hygienist has most likely already told them. Um, and that that's huge. I mean, because, I mean, let's be honest, patients, when you put a digital radiograph up on a, a, a screen, that, you're pointing to stuff on that x-ray, mm-hmm. and the patient nods politely, but the majority of the patients have no idea what you're, they just shake their head yes, right? But when you can put a picture up of a leaky amalgam or a fracture in a tooth or, uh, you know, significant recession at the gum line that needs treatment, you can take those pictures, put those up on the screen, and that's something that the patient can recognize and identify with. Yeah. And and so, obviously, that case acceptance goes up. So, you know, just having your hygienist well-equipped with an intraoral camera and, and them using it consistently um, it will will you know, make a, a big impact on that practice's bottom line. And so will a hygiene gap. So, you know, going jumping back over to the hygiene gap again, we've identified, you know, what that gap is, and we've uh, uh, been able to put a monetary value on what that is. And in some practices, it's not, it, it's, it's not much. But the majority of the time, there's a significant gap there that the, the practices don't even realize exists. Yeah. Now, then the question is, how do you address the hygiene gap? And and just like most things in dentistry, um, there are as many ways to address that hygiene gap as there are, you know, dental practices. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and there's not one right answer for each practice's situation. And so that's what the other thing that we have to help walk them through. And there may be two or three different solutions, or it may be a combination of those. you know, and it could be as simple as you've got an empty operatory over there. Uh, put some equipment in there yeah. and get a uh, another hygienist, part time, full time, whatever. Uh, you may need, you know, you may need to look at bringing an associate in to help see those patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing to recognize is is that with increased hygiene production, you have additional restorative because there's another metric in place that shows that. Uh, a, a certain amount of restorative production is generated directly from hygiene production, yeah. and and so if we're gonna if we're gonna be adding to our hygiene production, that means there's going to be more restorative opportunities, uh, which goes right back into that case acceptance and the natural camera that we were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's not always oh I need to go build a new building, but then again you may be able to use what you have. I mean. It, I've seen practices that are only, you know, working three days. They're only open three days a week. Um, and so it might be that they could address that gap by by bringing in a, an associate uh, that could come in and, uh, and, and hiring a part-time hygienist yeah. and using the equipment that's already there on the days that it's not being used. Or maybe it's the hours that it's not. I mean, uh, I know from a convenience, I've seen practices that have – had extended hours and and they uh, you know bring someone on to address it that way. So it's it's not always go buy equipment. It might be using what you've already got. But once again, multiple scenarios that can address that hygiene gap. But you have to start by identifying what is it. Do I have a gap? And if so, what is that gap? Yeah. So 
Um, you know, is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, um, oh yeah, big time. I mean, it, it it it's another one of those uh, it's another one of those services that just like we talked about previously on mm-hmm. our, our last episode, uh, how we go in and we do appraisals uh, and valuations on equipment, um, and you know how we do uh, just like we offer dental equipment sourcing. Uh, we will also come in and, and be happy to, to help them. And, and we like walking practices through. Um, and a hygiene gap, a lot of times, once you do the initial analysis, is not really something, it's not like an equipment appraisal or dental equipment sourcing that you, you need to be doing, you know, on a regular basis. Once you've identified you have a gap, that's usually, and you start to address that mm-hmm. gap, it's it's a little easier, uh, you know, to identify uh, as you go down. One, you already have all the metrics in yeah. place. Then it's just really calculating the uh, uh, calculating the patients and how that's changed. But if you if you do a good job at looking at your new patients and your attrition rate, that's it's not something you necessarily have to go back to all the time. Yeah. But uh, but most practices I found haven't done it ever, uh, and and don't even realize that they have one, and so that's usually pretty eye opening. If a practice wanted to reach out to you to utilize this service, where would they go? Oh, they can just email us. Uh, I mean, they can they can email um, uh, info at Mid South Dental Equipment, or they can email me uh, at. Uh, Mid South. I mean, I'm sorry. At build my dental practice at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, call the office. Yeah. Email us. Um, you know, we're. Uh, I love doing those things and and helping offices with that. And we're always we're always happy to help. Awesome. So, um, so uh, do you guys have any questions? I mean, I that, that was a great. I love doing these things where yeah. I can explain it to you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, the young guns coming up. <laughs> um, so it, it's fun as, as you're learning this side of the business mm-hmm. uh, to be able to share this information for um, you know everybody, all, you know our dental community that's out yeah. there uh, and helping them better understand it. Um, it. Just seems like something that's often overlooked. That's could be pretty important to the practice itself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it, it ties in cause there are times where they do need equipment and, and what well, we're, we're always happy to help them there, point them in the right direction with the dental equipment sourcing and, and that kind of stuff. And that's kind of how that evolved years and years and years ago. So, um, all right. So I guess that's, I mean, I guess that's all we're going to talk about today is, yeah. is, is that, but that ties um, into what we've kind of done the last couple of episodes. With that being said, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, guys, anything else? No, giveaway. I'm, re- I'm ready sure. to go outside and enjoy yeah. the weather. Make sure you enter the giveaway, like, share, subscribe. The same rules as apply. Hygienist Profi handpiece this month. Hmm. Be on the lookout for the ultrasonic cleaner winner. He will be announced. He or she will be announced in the next couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, at the end of November. Yeah. yeah. So just be on the lookout for that, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Project Dental Podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing and check us out on all major social media platforms.